So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great returning guest. I got Mr. David Hill from Boylestown, Massachusetts, about 40 minutes outside of Boston. And David's a returning guest. He was on a while ago. It's been a while, a couple hundred episodes probably. But uh, I was excited to get him back because he's been doing some neat things since he came on last. We're going to talk about expansion, but from the mind of someone who decided to link up with an expansion team and then grow his business that way rather than starting his own expansion team. And then we're going to talk about some of these disruptive companies that you may or may not need to fear or you may or may not need to join as an agent in the coming years. So we're going to dig deep into that, guys. So I'm excited for this call. It's going to be high level and hardcore. So David Hill, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Yeah. Hey man, thanks for having me, Pat. Appreciate it, brother. Hey, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on you so they can get to know you better? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I about 14 years in the business now, um, partnered up. Uh, I've, I've always had one of the top producing between one and five teams in my market for years and years. It was, was actually thinking about relocating my team. I think one of the mistakes I made, and we'll talk about this, was instead of expanding my team, I moved my whole team to a new market, which really set us back. And now here I am two years later, you know, my team closes 90 to about 115 sides a year. And now we ended up moving from the location we expanded to uh, I'm sorry, we expanded back to my original location, which was for <laughs> Mass. So I wish I would have just expanded two years ago to Westboro, but that's not how I had to learn it the hard way. So, so um, wait a minute. All right. So you started out in, in like 14 years ago in what city? I started off in Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts. And how far away are you from Worcester now? Uh, well, I, I mean, I've always lived in Worcester. I, I live in a town called Boylston, which is uh, about 10 minutes from Worcester. Um, my office, uh, my second location is in Westboro, which is about 25 minutes uh, east of Worcester, closer to Boston. So it has a much higher price point, which is part of the reason why I wanted to expand. But see, the problem was, Pat, I didn't actually expand my team. In 2015 or 2014, I actually took my whole team and I moved it to Westboro thinking, okay, well, you know what? I'll still get my Worcester business, but now I'll be in Westboro so I can actually focus on Westboro and increase my, my sure. price point. It, it didn't quite work like that. Well, let's talk about that. Why, why wouldn't it work, right? If it, because we all know that the address on a business card is BS because nobody really hands out business cards. And if they do, they don't have a mailing address because nobody writes mail anymore. What, what difference does it make? How did the consumer even know that you moved? 
Uh, well, for the, the first thing we did was send everybody a postcard, let them know. We moved, <laughs> That's a mistake probably, number one. Right? Yeah, probably wasn't the smartest thing we ever did. Um, you know, it's not even so much that, that they knew. I think just coming into the market, there were a lot, of, a lot of other agents in the market that were pretty well established. So it was almost like, you know, I, I went in there, think, you know, I think Grant Cardone says it best. He says, you know, the 10x rule is things are going to be 10 times harder than you expect. So I just kind of assumed I'd go in, I'd hit Fizbo's and expireds and break into the market that way and do some creative stuff. And uh, it just really didn't, didn't kick off for me as, as easy as I thought. I mean, two years later, now we're doing pretty good in Westboro. You know, we'll probably do about 75 sides this year in Westboro, but we're just starting to gain traction now. You know what I mean? So I, I personally, like I said, I, I think the mistake was I should have just stayed in Worcester because uh, I did, I, I believe not, I lost Worcester business while I was being in, in Westboro because people in Worcester are now like, well, we don't want to work with a Westboro agent, and and it happens. It's they ha they it are happens. fickle like that. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, I mean, trust me. I've you know I've been there. I I lost a ton of my SOI, if not all of it, once they found out I was you know not in touch or moved out or whatever. But yeah, so I guess the key is to try to keep it secret. You know what I mean? Or or. Or just not let them know. At least have an address. It could be a PO box for all they know. Uh, so it shows up on a Google search, you know. And otherwise, they just we won't even know about it, you know. Well, so what do you recommend? So I, you know, here's what we we here. My thinking behind this was okay. The people in Westboro, they're not going to work with the people in Worcester because it's a much higher price point. They don't want their houses connected. And this, could, this is probably my limiting belief, right? They don't want their houses connected with the lower-priced Worcester houses. But then the, the Worcester clientele that I already have, they're like, well, geez, they're not going to care. I mean, wow, we're in Westboro now. So they would probably want their lower-priced homes connected with the higher-priced homes. That was my logic uh, behind the whole thing. Um, like I said, it just it qu didn't quite work that way. What it did was it took my focus out of Worcester, out of my bread and butter, out of, you know, where I started my business, my roots, put me in a place I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the agents. I didn't know who the players were. Um, it was almost literally like starting over from scratch, building my real estate business. I just didn't expect that, Pat. I think that's the key. If, if I was smart, like I said, going back, um, I could have found somebody in Westboro, and this is where expansion comes in. I would have found somebody that's already established in Westboro that's looking for an opportunity and then built an expansion team around them. Hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it's essentially kind of where you're at now. Like, like looking back now, two years later, right? The 10X, you, you've gotten your head kicked in 10 times more than you thought. It was yeah. a lot harder. Are you glad you did it? I'm glad I did it. I mean, I, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I, that's an interesting question. I learned a lot. Let's put it that way, right? I learned a lot. I know what not to do. So I can certainly tell people in the future what not to do. I'm glad I did it because I'm there now and we are uh, becoming established. My price point has increased you know, at least 30% since I've moved out there, which has been great, obviously, for, for profit. And now I am established in Westboro. So I'm, I'm in a Westboro office, but now I went and I found somebody in Worcester um, that was doing a good business, and I partnered up with her, and now she runs my Worcester location. 
So, yeah. you know, in, in the midst of it, I would tell you I was, I was not thrilled about Don't it. Don't burn not. the boats. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the lesson there. Don't burn. This is a great conversation because actually in our, in our uh, private group, Big Profit Agents, I just had one of our members uh, ask this exact question about, you know, how, how they should go about moving because it's a higher price, it's a significantly higher price range. 20, 25 minutes down the road. Mm. So this is a good conversation. I think at the end of the day, it's like, don't burn the boats, right? Yes, go there. Spend time doing it, but don't, uh, you know, be stealth about, you know, yeah, doing it to I, people in your current neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have sent out a postcard letting everybody know we moved to uh, to Westboro, you know, and and I literally had people say, hey, you know, I, I had somebody list a house that, you know, I know that basically said, Hey, I, I knew you're out in Westboro now. So I just, you know, felt that you didn't want to do the business in Holden. And I was like, what? But it happens, man. That's, that's the business. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the expansion team. You joined the, the Hergen Rother group. Adam's been on the show several times. Uh, hashtag Herg life. Tell me about that. What you know? What made you decide to go and join up with an expansion team? And uh, why'd you pick uh, Hergen Rother? There's there's many out there to choose from. So did you have a selection process? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, good questions. Uh, well, I, I went and I took the expansion course with uh, Kristen Cole. My my intention of taking the course was to expand. I was going to expand my team that I had going. Uh, this was, uh, what, 2015, end of 2015. And what I realized, uh, Pat, from taking the expansion class uh, was that I just did not have the system or the, or the team. The, the, basically, the hub is, is what a expansion is built off. I didn't have that in place. So if, if I would have expanded my, what I had going, it would have been a huge, uh, just a mess, a, a big, big mess. So that was what I learned from taking a class. And then after taking a class, I ended up getting into dialogue with a couple expansion groups. You know, I'm not going to name the other ones, but we were in contact with about three of them in dialogue. And, you know, Adam is here in Vermont, so it's, it's, it's close to me. I know Adam. I've done some events with Adam in the past. And, uh, you know, I just really liked a lot of what they were offering. They, they seemed like they were really supportive. They were kind of in line. Our vision is transforming the real estate experience. Uh, through communication and their vision has been transforming the the um, the the experience no the homeowner's experience so I just thought we lined up on a lot of those on the values and stuff like that and uh, honestly I, I mean the the reason I did it is I went back to the drawing board and I said okay am I going to go back now I've been in this business for you know for 12 years um, I'm a trainer I, I have a podcast I'm a speak I just do I do I have a lot of other things going on am I going to really go back and build this team, spend another, you know, three to five years to build this team where I can expand it? Or do I want to just partner up with somebody else that already has those systems in place and those tools? As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. 
if you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So I had a conversation with these guys. I explained what my goals were, my three-year goal and my five-year goal. And after having a conversation with them, I realized that it made more sense to partner with them instead of trying to go back and build that myself. And honestly, for me, Pat, I don't care about my name on signs anymore or any of that stuff. For me, it's about profit. It's about you know, my family and, and you know, living the life that I want to live. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. So, okay. So, so tell me a little bit about like what you do right? And what the expansion model, the, the hub offers you? And what, does, what kind of life does that allow you to live? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, the hub handles everything. I mean, essentially, I, you know, what I do right now is I am in charge of really just finding talent. I, so I'm, I'm in the process of recruiting. That, that's what I do on a daily basis. I also still go on listing appointments and list properties but the hub supports us in everything they do. They support us in, in all the listing management. They support us in the social media marketing. Um, they support us in, uh, in, you know, we have graphic artists. We have the, the you know, the, the, they send out the sign guys, the, the photographers, the runners. Um, they have a client care manager, um, the transaction coordinator. So essentially, the only thing that I have to focus on, on myself, or we have to focus on, I should say, is my buyer's agent show up and, you know, they go into Boomtown, they follow up on the leads. Um, my listing agents, you know, they grab the packets, you know, they set the appointments, they go out the door. We, we really want to make everything so that they can just focus on the 20%. That's it. Their top 20% uh, priority. And, and then the rest of the time, if, if they do it the right way, it, it, it gives you a lot more uh, freedom with your time. I think the biggest challenge we see with a lot of agents is uh, is the minutia that they're dealing with on a regular basis, and they don't even realize it. Yeah, all the minutia. So the minutia's gone. So really, that's it. Yeah. So all you're doing is taking listings and building your team, motivate, or not even building the team. I would just say motivating the team and training the team and recruiting the team. So yeah, you can say yeah. building the team, but you don't kind of like build the business. You can build a building but you're not the scaffolding that holds it together or the maintenance crew that cleans it or the, you know, yeah. electric company that provides electricity to it and all that, right? You're, you're, you are those, it's just those couple of things. And quite well, frankly, those are the fun things. Well, it's a, that's a good point. I mean, I, I go off and I, I am in responsible for bringing talent in. The way that these teams work is, is, I'm sure you understand that it's a volume thing, right? The way for these two. So we need to get this thing up to 300 transactions um, as soon as possible. So we'll probably hit 50% of that, you know, going into our first year. But ultimately, the nice thing about this for me is, is I get in these relationships with the agents, I can bring them in, and then we can plug them into a system that they have access to all the training. They have access to, to um, uh, power-up calls. They have access to weekly coaching calls, to you know, different coaching programs. So, they have, so, so her group is supporting us um, in, in just the administrative stuff, but they're also supporting us on getting these agents into production. So that's something else now that I can take off my plate. Although I do meet with, you know, with my team 
on a weekly basis, my teams, and I also, uh, you know, with my, with, my 20, with my leaders, I spend time with them on a regular basis as well. So really, wow, they're taking care of accountability and I'm assuming accountability, accountability and training almost, the hub. I would say that, you know, the hub is all theirs. Yeah, I have nothing to do with hub. I mean, they do a, a fantastic job with that. Um, the agents, are, it's, my accountability is still my responsibility when it comes to the team and the agents. So, you know, we, I have my leaders. Heather runs my Worcester location. And um, right now, I, I'm honestly, I had somebody that was running my Westboro location. It didn't work out. So now I'm back in the trenches in Westboro. But, you know, I, I communicate with Heather and she, it's the hierarchy, I guess, you know, and, um, and that's how it works. So we're always in the process of looking for talent. Yeah, that's the key. You know, we had Steve Murray on and, and, and he said, basically, the only way that expansion really works is, you know, you know the success of any expansion team uh, rises and falls with the leaders of the individual locations. Like it rises and falls with David Hill. You know, yeah. you know, Adam could do an incredible job, but if he doesn't get, you know, 20 David Hills out there, you know, it's going to fail. You know what I mean? Or is, does that make sense? Well, yeah. And right now I'm in the process, Pat, of uh, we're talking to two, we're about to launch two additional locations. So my goal is really to, to, to build this thing throughout Massachusetts. And that, that's my goal ultimately to get a hundred agents under me, you know, and then 200 agents under me. Um, and I believe that the platform is there to do that. We can support that. You know, uh, the last time I was on your show, I, you probably don't remember the interview, but we had talked about my challenge in 2014 when um, my team was number one in my MLS, I came back and my whole team quit, right? Everybody's, <laughs> yeah. we're leaving you. And, um, you know, I took responsibility for that, for, my, for that. And I've been working on my leadership skills. And I think, mm. you hey. know, I think a lot of us, we become really, really good at salespeople. Um, but being a salesperson and being a leader are two, two, th two separate things. So, Really, for me now, it's all about leadership and growing that leadership lid. And that's what I've been focused on for the last couple of years. So, that's awesome. I, I, I'll, you know, I, there's not many people out there that'll be able to take a listing over me if, if we can both, if I can sit down at the table. But, um, I, you know, to me, that's not the important thing anymore. I can teach people how to do that. I, I want to focus on my No, leadership. that's great. And it's good that, you, you know, they say, you know, there's some sayings. I don't want to botch it, but, I, you know, basically you don't, you don't know the world till you know yourself, right? You don't, you, you got to know yourself first. It sounds like you're at, a, you're at a place of peace where you know yourself and you found a good fit. Okay. And I don't want to dig down and normally, you know, on the show, I dig down in all specifics. But if you guys want to hear some specifics, you know, you could go back to when Adam was on the show. It wasn't it wasn't too long ago? It was episode five thirty. That's episode five three zero. Hybendigital.com backslash uh, Adam Hergenrother two, I believe two or three. But just go to episode five thirty, and you'll find it. And uh, listen to that. And he'll give you all the specifics of of you know how his how his expansion model breaks down and uh, what people like David are doing to to grow that through, throughout the country. So what I want to talk to you about next, David, is, uh, you know, you have your podcast, you, you know, you wrote a book, you're a face and a uh, spokesperson in the real estate arena. A lot of people know you and uh, you keep a really good pulse on what's going on. You made some comments and, and you've written some things and said some things recently about the influx of, of some new concepts with brokerages, you know, it's like, um, 
it's disrupting brokerages. You know, the old adage when Avis came out from, you know, car rentals, we try harder, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to beat down Hertz or whatever, we try harder. And it seems like we have a lot of brokerages now that are trying harder, right? We try harder. Yeah. We have, you have a lot coming out. People are like, who? I never heard of them before. You have a lot coming out where, you know, the agents are 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 getting large portions of the commissions and and you have a lot that are basically not even licensed to buy basically or 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 focus on you know buying the home at a discounted price and then you know selling it later or keeping it renting it out like you know open door and and stuff like that so I want to dig deep into that. Why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about this? Tell me a little bit about your concerns, some of your thoughts, where you see this going. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, I listen to your podcast, Pat, and, uh, you know, I, I, um, I can't remember the episode now. I have, of course, had it written down, but you had interviewed somebody that was talking about one of these models. And I think we're seeing, at least in my market, we're seeing a lot more of these Redfin type companies show up or, um, these discount real estate companies. I mean, the reality is disruption's gonna. It's it's coming. No matter what, one some way or another. I mean, if you look at the cab industry, right, the hotel industry, um, travel, uh, even retail, everything is being disrupted right now. So I I don't think that we can we can pretend that it's not going to affect real estate it some way or another. Like the real the National Association of Realtors or or the real estate agent, the group, whatever you want to call it, the group of agents out there, and this would be anywhere, really, not even just US, right? Have somehow stayed together cohesively and not, not allowed it to happen. And a lot of these companies have come in, they've left hooked, right hooked, they're jab, 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 body blow, jab, 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 body blow can't knock the beast down. They just can't do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of people, you know, trying to get in the game to do that and disrupt it. And essentially disrupt the, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, what they're disrupting, not directly, but maybe indirectly, is the is the commission structure. Yep. Right? That's what gets disrupted. Like it or not, Uber disrupted the cab industry, but really what they disrupted was, you know, the cost to the consumer. It's like 40% less to get an Uber than a cab, right? Well, yeah, ultimately. And absolutely. I mean, the, the consumer is ultimately going to be the one that's going to disrupt the real estate industry if they do. I mean, because it's going to be up to them. They're going to make the choices in the end, right? And, if, and, and I think what's happening, and this comes back to the expansion conversation, is it's getting a, a lot harder for individual agents to compete with teams or expansion teams because they don't have the resources to compete anymore. So I think personally, my opinion, and you know, I need to listen to your interview with Adam, but we, we see a lot of people, a lot of agents are, are getting to a place where they're going to need to probably be on some type of an, a team, whether it's a team or an expansion team or some way to actually generate leads and support and things like that, where it's getting a lot harder. And that's what I believe, in my opinion, is these companies, you know, with discount real estate, with, um, with fee-for-service, these Redfin-type companies giving money back, rebates, all this stuff is going on. What about Zillow making offers online now uh, direct to the seller? So how well, you long? know what? And Redfin came out with something like that just recently, and like maybe even today, called Redfin Now. Mm. You go on to Redfin Now, same thing as the Zillow offer or whatever. I think uh, maybe you could explain the Zillow offer a little better to me. But the Redfin wow. Now is you go in, you put your address, 
and they give you an offer what they'll buy it for. Mm, imagine that, right? Imagine that. Just going direct to the homeowner. The buyer can, so trying to essentially to cut out the agents. So exactly. is that going to work? I, I don't know. Is, is it going to kill the industry? Probably not. It's got to be a flush industry of cash though, because, you know, I, I mean, I can't imagine that this company, that these companies are always going to want to buy real estate, right? Nothing stays that attractive of an asset class forever. You know, everything has ups and downs. This is kind of how I look at it. You know what I mean? Like, there were certainly times in our world where you would never buy tech stocks, where you would never buy real estate. Just people weren't buying it for the most part. And in the whole, that whole model is based on, yeah, we'll buy it for this. I, you know, I don't know, but maybe. Well, I, th I think what's happening is, is there's a lot of companies that are trying to uh, just become the middleman to cut out the list agent or the buyer's agent and just have the seller deal direct with the buyer and, and you, you, it's, I mean, Zillow um, offers is, is, is that's essentially so what tell, it is. Tell us right? how that works. I, I, I'm not using it, man. So I'm, I'm probably not the best person to tell you exactly <laughs> how it works. I, I, I Similar heard, probably, right? Yeah, exactly. But you know, that's the thing. I mean, so that is ultimately what's making it harder and harder for agents to compete, right? I mean, if think about our industry, right? You, you said that the, I don't know, whoever's lobbying for us, right? keeping these guys, how long can they continue to do that? And then you have an industry with over a million members and it's getting harder and harder for real estate agents to make money. And then even if you look, and you've been doing this longer than I have, Pat, obviously you've been doing this twice as long as I have. We, we've seen this come and go, right? I know I have. I was in the business in 2004, oh, yeah, absolutely. 2005. But at, and then you saw all these companies show up like Help You Sell and uh, I don't remember. There were some other ones back Zip then. Zip Realty, Dave yeah. Six. and Exactly. But, but they were gone once the market shifted. So is, the market is strange right now. I don't, know, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but it's, it's, I mean, how long can this sustain? It's amazing. There's no inventory. Anything you list, you're getting multiple offers. Is this, is this time, are these companies going to go away once this market shifts? Probably. I mean, they, they, they always tend to cause a lot more attention and then phase out. You know what I mean? They always mm. tend to be concerned. And I like what you had to say about, you know, agents. I think that, you know, I was talking to an agent today and I'm not going to mention any names and this was not a recorded conversation, but he was saying that his biggest recruitment of how he builds his team is he advertises a really high split. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999.
So let's say he advertises 95-5 split and he says, hey, any agent that joins me is on a permanent 95-5 split. Everyone's like, man, that's a deal. I'm going there, right? They go there, but then he tells them, look, you know, you know, they go there and they start failing. And he says, why don't you join my team on a 50-50 split? And uh, then they join the team on a 50-50 split. And they never leave the team because, because of what you said. And the reason you joined, you know, Hergenrother is because, you know, agents need that training and they need that accountability and they need that, that hub to balance and to, to help them do the business. And the ones that go off it, which are few and far between, usually fail. So what happens is he knows deep down that him advertising this really, really high split is not really to make money as a brokerage. It's just a way for him to build his team, you know? Sure. But he tells them, hey, listen, come on my team and you could always go back to the 95.5 or you could always, once you get going, you can go on your own and very few actually ever go on there. It's a bait and switch. It's like, it's the like the damn, it's like the program. guaranteed buy. It's like, yeah. if we don't sell your house, we'll buy it. And then you, yeah. whenever anybody comes on my show that has that, I ask them how many they bought. And they've said, well, we've, we've done 7,000 listing appointments yeah. and bought two. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. So, so it's interesting, but it goes back to your point, which is, you know, agents need that structure, and that's why the majority of the agents just stay on a 50-50 split on his team rather than going to what he advertised. Am I making any sense? Absolutely, man. Listen, I started my business on for sale by owners and expireds. Um, I mean, that market right now, you know, everybody's doing. I mean, I don't know if you read Russell Brunson's book, uh, Marketing yeah, I Secrets. Yeah, I read His metaphor, Red Sea, you know, he talks about Red Sea, Blue Sea. Yeah, remind me. The Red Sea is like is like the chum, you know, when you're when you're fishing and you throw all the the chum in the water and the fish just uh, you know flock and attack it. Fizzbowls and expires has turned into Red Sea. Like everybody's calling them. You call if you don't call at eight a.m., but you call at nine. Fifteen people have called. So that industry's changed. So it hasn't changed. They're still there, um, but it's it's just a lot more competitive. So what do you do? What do you do about that? Well, there's, uh, what do I do? I teach people to, to, to call first. I, I teach people, uh, we're doing door knocking now, uh, things that haven't done in the past. We're um, you know, being more purposeful with our conversations, asking better questions, um, you know, calling just multiple times, a lot of things to do. Um, you know, if, you can't, if you can't be first, then you got to be the best, right? Yeah. You know what a lot of people are doing, which I'm, which I'm finding is, is, which has come back and come back furiously is uh, the, the circle prospect and just cold yeah. call, call it cold calling. Circle I mean, people prospect. are cold calling cell phones, you know, with Vulcan 7 and, and all, all of those things. Yeah. Way more today than well, a even year ago. Way, 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 way more than two years ago. And, and like, you know, it's just. So think about it. You know, and they're killing, the, they're getting listings from it. Of course. Like lots of listings, quality listings. Yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent. So like anything else though, now everybody's jumping on that wagon, right? So now you're circle prospecting neighborhoods and they're like, wow, you're the third person that called my house in a neighborhood. So say, you know, go back to the old expireds three years ago, four years ago, if you were calling old expireds, that was like gold. Nowadays, everybody's, even the old expireds are getting bombarded by calls. So it's, it's, you know, it's what's next. How do we, you know, how do we stay? And that's why I'm, I'm saying um, it's getting more and more difficult for the agent out there to, to make money in this business. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, uh, I I think at the end of the day, you just have to hustle more, right? It's just like, you know, when business tightens up, uh, it just requires more hustle. Hustle ahead of time. When when we went through the short sale issue, you know, when it was 2010, 2009, all that crap was going on, it, it all required all this extra work after you sold it, right? And all that's gone, right? Now it's pretty much streamlined. It's easy to get loans. Everything's fast again. But the work, the amount of work has shifted from the back end to the front end, you know? Absolutely. You know, the other thing too, internet, right? Internet leads. I mean, you know, half people, you know, shun them and say, I would never work, you know, don't want to mess with. But right now the reality is, you know, Zillow works. I mean, as much as we want to you know, say I say we I hate Zillow. I fought Zillow for years and years. I mean, my, one of my buyers agents literally just got a a a, a, a million dollar buyer lead from Zillow by answering her phone on a Sunday morning, and she's under contract at, at a million fifty or something. I mean, from a Zillow lead, you know, and that and that's happening. I mean, so, but you know, we're we're also spending. $2,700 a month so that we can get those Zillow leads. You know what I mean? And that, that's just in one area. So how do the other agents that are coming into the business compete with that? You know, when you have these budgets of five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a month to generate leads, is the solo agent going to be able to compete with that? It just depends. Not if they don't have the money, you know? I mean, the only way they can is to, is to get their own listings, you know? I mean, sure. yes, they can compete with that, but they have to have a system where they're getting listings and they're prospecting and they're working hard, right? I mean, there's always agents that are prospecting agents. There's always agents that are referral agents. There's always agents that are, you know, social agents. There's agents that are internet agents. I mean, everybody gets business in different ways, right? And I guess that's just it, you know? Yeah, you can compete with that, but you just have to find your niche and go after it and work harder on the front end. Like you said, like, like the 10X rule, everything's 10 times harder. And all the work now is in a seller's market is being a lot of the work is being done before you close a deal rather than after you close the deal, which it was, you know, while ago. And you have to, you have to have the eyes of, um, I think also have the eyes of a, of a brand new agent. It's like you said, you know, you fought Zillow for years, right? Well, you know, I had a guy on, uh, episode 522. His name is Parker Pemberton. Sold like, let's say I got here. He sold 80 houses his first year and it was all through Zillow, right? So he just said, you know, my niche is going to be Zillow. Yeah. I'm going to just go Zillow crazy. And that was like the, really the only thing he focused on was Zillow. And he just went crazy with the cheese whiz on Zillow. He just was like, well, this is the only way to get business. I'm going to do it. In his mind, he sold 80 houses. Now, there's always these young guys or these new people, guys and gals that come in and, and they don't have those old philosophies like you had of, hey, let's fight. Let's fight. I mean, and we got to figure out ways, obviously, to embrace all this new technology and all these new brokerages that are coming up one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I, I don't know. All I know is we, we're coming up a lot more now against um, companies like Redfin and these companies. So we're just looking for ways to, you know, it's all, it comes down to value in the end, right? We have to bring more value uh, than these guys. And if we can show the sellers how we bring more value to the table and how we can net them more money in the end, then they're, they're going to work with us. And, and it really comes down to that. Yeah. And if, and if they don't want that, then they're going to use a discount broker. And it's okay. Yeah, yeah. 
it's okay. It is what it is because, you know, everybody wants something different, right? I mean, some yeah. people, you know, and I think you're going to see more and more of this with the millennials, to be honest with you. They don't, you know, I don't know if they see the value, you know what I mean, as much as as some other people. They're not as tied. They're, they're more comfortable going online and being like, hmm, well, let me yeah. pick somebody online without ever meeting them and let me, you know, figure out how to work this online. And I'll watch a couple of YouTube videos on how to do this myself and and save 2%. Well, think about it. Think about how many millennials are now getting into real estate. And also, you know, think about the, the average, I think, I don't know if my numbers probably aren't the greatest, but I, I heard that the majority of the realtors are now baby boomers, right? So our industry is actually making a big shift. So, you know, technology is going to impact things as well. I just interviewed a, a, a realtor, uh, the, he calls himself the purple realtor out of, uh, out of, um, oh, where was he from? From Canada. The Purple yeah, the, Realtor. The purple Realtor, yeah. I heard something about this. Yeah, he's a sharp kid. It's his first year in the business. I think he's doing about 80 units himself. And um, he just focuses on, same thing, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, he's essentially built a big business through social media. And is that just a way to grab your attention, the Purple Realtor? Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, a purple BMW that he drives around and he wears purple shoes. Um, everything he does is about being purple. And he's, he's branded himself through social media as the Purple Realtor. Yeah, you can check him out on Instagram. He's on Why my not, show. right? Yeah, you see, right? no, but that's, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's creative. So anyway, the market, the industry is changing. buddy. Time to pick a color, David. Pick a color, my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, so what's your thought on all this? You know, I mean, you, what, when it comes to these, these companies and their real estate, what do you, what do you see? Like, what do you see you know, I don't, I, five years from now with real estate? I think, I think as agents, you just have to keep moving forward. You have to keep, just keep hustling and keep fighting. And, and I would, if there was one thing I would say is I, I don't know what the future holds, but I do know what the future holds for you individually if you don't save. So, you know, it's not all about how much money you make. It's really about how much mm. you save. So as realtors, I think that you, you should be saving and stockpiling as much money and as, you know, as you can and investing as much as you can and just being prudent about that. Uh, I, I think that's the number one thing. And, then, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, all these companies could be, could be gone and everything could change and, and, and the industry will not be disrupted and the commission structure will not be disrupted. It's possible, but I'd rather have you be paranoid that it is possible that it will be disrupted and that it will be more difficult to make, you know, six figures your first year as a real estate agent. And, and it will be much harder to, to kill it like so many of us have in the past and, and be paranoid like that and, and start saving your ass off. You know, that's what yeah. I would say. Absolutely. Well, that's great advice, man. I'd say plan for the worst, right? And hey, yeah. if it doesn't happen, right. then good for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. Well, this has been a blast, man. You're welcome back on it anytime. I, uh, I had a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, one of the things we do is we offer all of our guests a free gift that we put in a toolbox. And then that toolbox, all of our listeners could go on and get it. I know you want to give away your book to 10 people. What can you give away? And I'm going to announce that in a second. But what can you give away to everybody? So there's no rush. You can just, we can, I can put it in my toolbox and everybody get it. Do you have a form or something you can offer us? That's a great question. Um, you know what? We're in the process now, Pat, of a, a site rebuild. We are, are going to have a tracking form. 
on uh, my website. So we'll give you a really cool tracker so that you can, you know, like Pat said, you talk about money, you need to be able to track, track your money, track your calls, track how many contacts you make, uh, track your appointments. And then in the end, uh, now you know your numbers and um, you can use that to become more effective. So we'll give everybody a tracking form. Uh, I'm going to have, have my guy uh, put that together. And then as far as my book goes, you know, I, I'm happy to give out 10 books, Pat, for uh, the people who want to um, go to my podcast, which is Path to Mastery. Uh, just go to iTunes, Path to Mastery. If you give me a review, it doesn't even have to be a great review. Just give me a review and uh, subscribe to my show. Send me an email at david at davidihill.com. Let me know that you did that. The first 10 people that do that, I'm going to send you a autographed copy of uh, the Amazon best-selling sales playbook. That's awesome, man. Guys, if you're driving down the road, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a link to the sales playbook on Amazon, on uh, hybendigital.com backslash David Hill 2, the number 2, hybendigital.com backslash David Hill number 2. And I'm going to put a link to his tracking form that he uses uh, with his company. And uh, everything that we talked about today, I will put links to on hybendigital.com backslash David Hill. David, great having you on, boss. And uh, best of luck to you. If I'm ever in the Boston area, uh, we'll get together and break some bread, my friend. Yes, sir, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you for turning into Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.